Has your clapperboard shrunk? Or is that the same clapperboard? <laughs> That's called near and far away. <laughs> 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 In the room, 52 jokers wild. Those cows are in the field sunk. are far away. <laughs> and the fence is near. Unless you're in Casablanca where they put the plane and the plane is actually closer to than the actors and actresses. <laughs> That's it. Walk. Right, false, so we're... False, uh, perspective. We're in February. Does we shouldn't be saying that. We're in some year, sometime, somewhen. Doesn't really matter. Well, we're here. Well, actually, it's the beginning of the Chinese calendar today. It's the year of the ox. <laughs> now, I was going to say, is is an ox a bull? Is it year of bull? You know, or is it, I don't know if the ox is a, is a bull, but but um, I was thinking. Well, the air that we've been spending around here definitely smells as though it's been. A that's few. it. So if it was the year of the bull, <laughs> then there'd be a lot of that, and we're very used to it, and and that's what we do best. Yes. Now, ox is thinks of uh, is like oxo cubes. It must, it must be a bull. It's oxo. It's you know, it's be, is it beef as you would say? Therefore, is it is ox male? And if it is male beef, is it a bull? Well, the interesting thing is that uh, an ox, also known as a bullock, in Australia and India, is basically a male. It's a male cattle. Which is right. a bull. <laughs> Actually, an oxen is commonly castrated adult male cattle. So I don't think. All right, hold there. on a second. What it is is this bull or this. No, a bull is not castrated, I wouldn't think. Now, with the ox you're saying might be castrated, he's a castrato. So he's actually a well, good singer. Is. He's a very good singer, whoever this ox is. And a bit, a bit girly in tune, but well liked by the Italians yeah. and the opera set. So, I mean, so, so the year of the ox the castrated bull the opera singer you know actually what's interesting yeah. as well with today's date even though we're not meant to say anything about today's date because it draws a timeline is it's the 12th of the second 21 a palindrome it happens so many years it's one two yes. two two one i don't know what that is in any other language it's a palindrome but then you start going are they cheating is it o2 in our calendar speak for for 1999, it's 02. It's not two, so you can. It's it's cheating if you're if you're leaving out the O. But then again, who who puts O's in front of numbers well, in the normal it, schemes it, it of does, things? Yeah, it does actually work because um, my 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 son and daughter-in-law got married on the second of the second 2020, so they actually used 0202 for the no, same. No, but reason. that's not on palindrome. That's 0202. No, 20, if you work it backwards... Oh, it is. Oh, it is. You're right. You're right. I lied. It right, is. That's it, it is. Yeah. That was the reason why, you know, my daughter-in-law was very specific in making sure that was the date they were going to get married. <laughs> so that's when they got married. So it seems that a year later, we're 10 days further on, which is quite interesting. Just actually, I'm, look, I'm actually thing, looking yeah. at the date on my computer here and I'm going, right, made a feck up of that one. It works as a one, two, two. 21. But if you actually put the things in, it's 1202 2021 is the palindrome. So it depends if you leave the zeros out, it works. If you put them in, it works. So uh, depending on how the, the American format or the English format calendar you know, structure is for computer yeah. purposes. But either which no, way, it's, it still works. there's symmetry yeah, in the numbers works. of today. Yeah, there is, because yeah. it is. It's, it's, it's 1202. Uh, two oh two one. So it is. It's working. It's working now, right. 
again, you know, you were saying it's the year of the bull, did it, or not the, or the year of the ox. Did this start on the 12th or did it start on the 1st of the year? I mean, is today's date the beginning in today's that calendar? Date. Right. There's yeah, an interesting thing. So this today, yeah. one two oh. 2021 is the beginning of the year of the ox in the Chinese calendar. Yep. And it's beginning with a nice little palindrome. So it's off to a good start. We're taking it from our point of view as being the year of the bull. We have, we every year has been the year of the bull in our calendar. We're, you know, we're taking it being the bull. We're not castrated. That's why we're saying bull and not ox. So there you go. <laughs> it's also the lunar year apparently as well. So for it's it's the it's the it's the Chinese zodiac animal is the is the ox, but the year is actually a lunar year apparently most commonly associated with the Chinese year and spring festival. Now we're so actually in danger, so, uh, George. We're in danger of here of getting into uh, the language of. Um, actually, I've nearly forgotten the word. I was going to say it's your st- yeah star signs. And if you start to talk star signs, we're going to get into yeah. what what's your star sign and what's your future. Now, I used to love reading the funnies in the newspapers. It was the only thing I, I didn't read the sports section. I went straight to maybe the far side. I think we've mentioned that before. Maybe even the chess section. Never really understood it, but I, I thought it looked as if I might. I loved it being at the Financial Times, looking as if I knew what the hell was going on in that section. Not really knew, didn't know what was going on. But what I did read, and everyone does, they can't help it, is your horoscope, your star sign. You're going, you, ch- you go to the horoscope section, you zone into your star sign, you look at what your today's, you know, little bit of info is. Did I find my love? Did I have a problem? Did Is there is there some good news in my f- near future? And if you if it turns out there was bad news, you move to the one above and says, I'll take that one instead. So it, it, it's, but I mean, we're trying to influence our star signs. We're trying to influence, our horoscope is what, those airy fairy ones might say is coming down the line based on a on a generic interpretation of the masses of the stars in the sky for those born under that you know star sign Pisces in my case bit fishy but I'm a bit fishy at the best of times but <laughs> and not necessarily the smell but I, I I'm a water sign I'm optimistic I'm ah, outgoing you see you're you're in trouble at the moment because we're in Aquarius which is the wa- which is the water bearer. And the image of the water bearer is he's tipping the water out, so the fish are being tipped out of water. So the next thing is they come into the next month, well, actually, which is the 21st, and the fish are swimming around trying to find water because the flipping Aquarius guy went and threw them out in the no, previous month. It's desperate, you know? We, we actually, actually... No wonder they run around like rams. The there's a little month. bit of serendipity. We were we, we have a couple of um, interns working with us at the moment, and we need to find a couple of our shows for them to cut and edit and slice and dice. And we... We actually looked at, you know, what ones have we not done in the past? And the gas thing is, here's the fish back again. Two out of the 20 ones we didn't do. I think one was called Kettle of Fish. The other one, you might remember the name of it. But both of them had images of sharks or dolphins or fish in the background. And here we are. I didn't know we were going to be talking about Don't star jump signs. In, I think that one was, and yeah. not only that, I've mentioned Pisces and the fish symbol. And it's had to happening three times, possibly in the last hour, that it's this these fish these sharks these dolphins friendly tuna or shark friendly tuna in our language yeah because well the, the other thing that's quite interesting is who was ch- who was who was chasing the capricorn into the aquarius was actually sagittarius with his bow and arrow trying to shoot at the devil 
which is the Capricorn character, if you like. But he might have been stung by the scorpion in the previous month, who was weighing up the scales of how things were in September, being Libra. Now, there's a thing. There was a virgin running around in August, for goodness sake. But she was being chased by a lion. <laughs> who was actually snapping away, being his, his feet were being snapped up by a crabby crab. And there were two twins who were basically backstabbing the, cra no, the crab. No, are you making this so I'm starting to worry you're reading something here. They am. There you Stop go. Stop annoying me now. That's enough of that nonsense. People. No, but here that we go. Nonsense. Let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. No, you would have been. You would have been impressed by the bulls. So you didn't are, impress me, ox. George. You were reading. I thought, for yeah. God's sake, he's at the string of a great story together. Off the cuff, knew his star signs, and you're reading it. No, I'm not impressed. That's not impressing me. Now you nearly impressed me because I said, "Mother of God, I he can knows, see the star He knows his horoscopes. Me. I was dazzled. No, yeah, no, I no, no. Now so I, I remembered. It's the, but I was making a story up there. No, you weren't. No. Told, you know. it's you went yes. too deep yes the too devil, wide the devil's in there <laughs> anyway we're well, not interested. back to the ox yeah i got that's... us back to the ox which is a chinese year yeah. anyway i'm a lunatic anyway because that's that's the sign of the crab yeah. is the lunar you know so we've we've you know got the lunatic the lunatic is here Telling the stories. There, now the we can run with that kind of crazy one. Stuff. The lunatics are running the asylum. That's what comes to Ooh. mind. Now, and that, actually, I think I think a, a movie there, which I can't even remember his name, but it's, a, it's again, set in an asylum. And uh, I, I, it's just eluding me. I'm, it's starting to come into my, my, my mindset. And it's a very famous the movie. The one with the nest? Yes, you have. I knew if I waited long enough, you'd say it. But I mean... I mean <laughs> what the cuckoo's nest? <laughs> but it, well, the, the film I was watching last night was the sequel to Iron Iron Sky. And in the mm. first version of that, it was that uh, after the World War II, the Nazis actually had scarpered off in their UFOs because that's where the one that crashed in in in, in where was it now Roswell was. The, the basically the Germans had scarpered off to the far side of the moon where they were hidden from the rest of us for all this time. So they decided two years ago to come and invade. And then this other story that I was watching last night was about how how they were actually reptiles and all the all the conspiracy theory stuff, which was the follow up, and going back in time somewhere. Oh, I, uh, what was really great about this was they actually flew to the South Pole to go into the interior of the world where there were still dinosaurs running around to find this substance that could cure everybody, so they could go back to their planet on the outside of the world. Weird stuff, but you could see where all the things. Come no, from, it wasn't weird stuff. And aliens. What they've read, and I think I watched Ancient Aliens last night as well, which is hard to believe, and I think it was talking about all these reptilian hybrid creatures and the fact that science of today can actually graft a head, a second head onto a dog or, or reptilian something. And what they were <laughs> sort of postulating yes. was, if you went back far enough in time, when you look at the, 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 the mummy's tombs and you're seeing these uh, half-beasts or demigods or hybrid somethings, that's just ancient alien technology that they came and played God, saw how to slice and dice, you know, our planetary DNA, and therefore that science is nearly available today. Go forward 50 years, we could do it ourselves. Therefore, anyone that was any more advanced two than us... Two years ago... That's, they could do yeah, it themselves. Two years ago, an Italian surgeon was about to do... A head transplant, would you believe, to, to a young fellow that was kind of crippled, hadn't got most of his body. And uh, as they were preparing for it, he fell in love with one of the nurses and they went and eloped. <laughs> so they didn't get to do it. 
But he's actually in the news. So in, in one of the ITV morning news with, uh, forget that guy that's on normally, is it Pierce something or other, the news presenter on the morning probe? Anyway, Piers Morgan They were chatting something. to the fella. Piers yes, Morgan it was or- Piers Morgan. Yeah, he was talking to this fella, and uh, and then they were asking, well, "Why did you? Why did you sort of um, chicken out of this?" And he said, "Oh well, I fell in love, and I I could appreciate life, and they only gave me a certain percentage of life by transplanting yeah. my head. So I thought I'd better stick with the one I've got. Better alive than dead, <laughs> you know. Better in the one. Better alive than dead. No, no but Absolutely. what was interesting? What you were saying is, you know, we watched a bit of it. Actually, you were talking about behind the moon, and and then maybe them flying from Roswell to you know the moon to into the core of the Earth. So what we're hearing there is Jules Verne's center, you know, journey to the yes. center of the Earth. He read one book. He also read the Roswell book, and and we're, there's always the dark side of the moon has always been something is expected to be going on there. Pink Floyd. Was, it's absolutely brilliant album. Yeah, and and even better, you know. But it's it's there's a mix and match of I, if I add a bit of this story to a bit of that story, we have a new story. We Germany won the war; they hid on the moon. They got the tech that actually most of the German scientists after the war moved to America. They the 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 Germans started the moon, not the moon race, but the the launch of the V one and V twos. These rockets with cap which were capable of going X distance. There seemed to be tech arriving there that three weeks beforehand didn't exist. So therefore, there was all these conspiracies saying that was a bit of alien tech being reverse engineered to start giving us rocket technology then that was built upon after the war to bring JF Kennedy's crew to be first men to the moon. And the journey to the moon and the stars was a distraction from the Cold War and everything else like that. But it, 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 it's the technology start to accelerate. And I think we touched on this in, in many a program before that was it was the era of Roswell and around about then there was an awful lot of UFO sightings but then there was an acceleration in technology from that day to this that suddenly we're flying to Mars not the moon you know in terms of the Elon Musk's we're thinking of setting up bases there as opposed to just visiting you know so the, the, the tech has gone on an exponential growth curve since in the, la- in the last 70, 80 years. But well, the program I was watching last Moore's night lore. was actually referring back to the movie Cowboys and Aliens. And and actually, there was news, yes. I think it went back to the OK Corral and also other areas around that neck of the woods that the Indians were talking, the, the local natives, sorry, were talking about these visitors from the stars. And then they start saying they, they could sh- the cowboys were shooting at these leather birds and trying to shoot them, out of the, shoot them out of the sky, but they couldn't. Then when you start to read closer, it wasn't leather, it was metal. It was not dragons, it was flames. It was lighting up the night sky. And again, going back in history, all the way to like you know, the Muslims and, and Mecca, it was, it came from the sky. These gods were indirectly... You know, we're indirectly worshipping the tech, the technology, you know, in my in my view, in my humble view. And all of us do, like, basically, you know, worship the tech. We have it in our hands. We're talking to it now. And, and, and it's part of us and it's in our sight. So I better let George get a word in now. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's the idea of worshipping the tech, which is called idol worship, of course, um, one of the things that's quite interesting about that is that uh, we, 
it's it. There were each of the old ancient stories, including the one what was his name, Siri or Circa or whatever his name was talking about the uh, the thirteenth planet that was supposed to whiz through, and every thirty six hundred years or so, it's the ellipse comes in and they can actually travel to us, and that's apparently where the Sumerians had come from. And there's all these ideas that apparently the DNA was changed and hacked and put into us from. Uh, a certain period of time, which is where Adam and Eve came from. And I think we already had a story about that where we were going back a few weeks ago on on the fact that about 10,000 years or so many thousand years ago, there were just two people on the planet. And we kind of discussed the idea that the Anathols were still around at that point, but we wiped them out shortly afterwards when there was four people. But the interesting thing is that that this kind of story is quite interesting because we do kind of worship the tech because you think about it, me and Garvin are actually separated by quite a distance. We've said this quite a few times. We have all this tech around us that allows us fairly quickly within a fraction of a second to communicate to one another. There's no lag or latency, as they call it. And the thing is that we're, we're, we're actually stuck, all of us at home these days, talking and chatting and quite often talking to more people than we, we, we used to beforehand because we wouldn't get to see as many of the people as we do now. I, I don't know how many people I've seen more recently over the last few weeks, but I, I see a lot more than I would have done when life was classed as normal. So we are in this kind of, <clears throat> it reminds me of lots of sci-fi. I remember reading an Ian Foster uh, book. He was a guy that wrote uh, A Room with a View. Uh, but this one was called The Machine Stops. And I think we've discussed that before in this show where basically they forgot how to do things. They forgot how to figure things out because the technology did it all themselves. We're entering this era of time where artificial intelligence is coming. We talked about a few weeks ago the chip that they were putting into cockroaches that would, they could control where they went. And we've seen those ideas in, in sci-fi movies over the years, which is quite good fun. And that just shows how much the sci-fi inspires. But one of the problems that we were having, I, I know that somebody commented on one of our uh, little Android video things that we put out on LinkedIn recently, and they were saying how frightening it is that we are allowing automation to take over our lives. And we're no longer thinking. We, you know, The idea was that these things would be put there to take the drudgery out of life. But what if the drudgery was there so that you actually had time to think about things because you couldn't think about what you were doing. It was so automated, but you had time to think and ponder and come up with all these amazing ideas for, for stories that you could tell somebody else. That becomes great. Now we're so busy telling stories to other people, we don't have time to write those stories down because it's not automated. So there is that kind of conflict about how much should we be overly efficient to how much do we need to have time to figure things out and solve problems because we don't really want to spoon feed ourselves at the same time and and lose there's a great movie what is it um i think it is it the movie with the little yellow android type thing what, what was it called where he he falls in love with another one and it turns out all the people on the spaceship are basically being pampered to and they're 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 obese they've never controlled their lives they're just being feed fed and fed tech and fed ideas to to buy them but they never do any exercises and it's uh, it's this little android's job to. I keep don't know if you're mixing up two movies there. It might be Wally. And could be something else. Yeah, it I think it's two. Wally. I think it's <clears throat> Wally. That was the one. I just couldn't get the name Wally, but I think it was Wally. His, his job was to make sure that the whole place was actually working. But if you, in that sense, that the, the 
the really the moral of that story is don't let don't get so et, caught up in the technology that it, it it does everything for you because in the end you'll be a slave to it not the other way around and i think that's where the, where where the concerns are that we're actually getting into so there's a lot of rambling going on about sort of um <laughs> Worshipping tech, where in fact it's the agent that controls the tech that we have to be worried about. Now you touched on two. Well, I'm not going to say touched on two things because I can't remember one of them. One of them. So you touched on something, and <laughs> you know, all, I, because my, my Alzheimer's or my memory is my goldfish memory span is. I I was trying to remember, but he kept on talking, and by the time he finished, I forgot half of it. So I'm coming back in to go. What what I what I what I remember in the last minute, a couple of minutes was this. Um, the humdrum. It's it's the fact that you know we the tech is meant to take away the, the humdrum, but if it did, you might be left with nothing. But and as I said that that void we're saying is meant to be for our creativity. But if you're not a creative individual, what the void has just done is left you with this hole that if you're not motivated to fill, you'd start worrying. You'd let the darkness in. You'd stress. You'd have no purpose. And this humdrum for some was purpose, whereas humdrum to others was a nuisance. It was in the way. It was taken from the value. So not everybody, that's where it comes back to our, our own lives. Not, not everybody is the same. It doesn't work equally. We don't have the same aspirations. A lot of people are happy just going having a simple job, a simple purpose, earn enough, and then they value the time that's left over with their family, their friends, and going out, because time is filled. Whereas if their time was empty, that's where this darkness comes from, not what people, maybe now they're, they're even though they retained their title of CEO or head of industry, there are, there's articles out there even today, I think, that says they're at home. No one can see them. No one can recognise that they're the god of industry and they're the captain of the ship and they're, they're at home in the bedroom typing on a type... Well, not a, I'm, I use the language of a typewriter. It's still a typewriter. I don't care if you call it an iPad or wherever it is. You've got, you've got to do the letters. You've got to create it. You're, you've got this block between you and humanity. Your machine and tech is this, is this funnel to the other side if you're typing or if you're even talking and you're in your Zoom or Teams calls that it's you're now nearly an equal size square on 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 the screen and your voice is is, is a certain tone and presence and if it's if it's 200 heads on the screen who's the boss and who cares because most of them could be turned off and you don't they're not even watching they're in their pajamas but i mean but there, there's a distance what's happened is there's now a distance from the worker to the boss and the work and, and it's that you you can't see the suit you're not walking by and everyone's in awe of, of the of the c-suite executives doing the strut of power to the boardroom and back again. So there is, a, you miss that. That's what people say. They miss being seen. They miss being heard. They miss wearing the suit. They miss the journey from A to B that sets the pace of the day and divides the home life from the work life. If we do, all we're doing is walking from one room to the next room and we're lucky if we put our trousers on. So it, it's, it's, it's how you fill your day, but sometimes it's how others see you fill your day might also be the value. Yeah, well, it's interesting because, as you said, we've been on this journey for two years. 
And we I think we better stop owning up how long we're on this journey, George. We yeah. have, so we're only starting this journey. Starting this journey. Sorry. No, 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 no. The great thing is that uh, they say it takes about seven years to get going fully. Right. Proper. That's okay. And you we're do okay need those two years. And it's about patience. You know, it's it's getting in there. In fact, we've probably been on this journey all of our life <laughs> to get here because we've been learning about how to get here. And I think that that becomes that becomes a very important part of that kind of process. But I think we we are. Fitting in our time purposefully, there's a lot that we're suddenly realizing that we have to do. And, and you know, if we want we want our particular business to be strong and any, high, any kind of house, you know, to be, to be up for a long period of time has to be built on a good, strong foundation. And we are currently building that foundation because we're, we're finding we've been talking to a lot of people about what we're doing. And more and more now, we're finding that those people are saying to us, well, we can't find the holes in your arguments. We can't find the holes in your... So we've actually been building a very strong building that that won't let the wind blow through it and it won't be blown down by the bad wolf. And we're setting up a really strong foundation. And through questioning things and comparing notes on our experiences of past, past work in, in different organizations, we're starting to see well, what were the what were the flaws that were going on there. And quite often it's administration purposes because Garvin's talked to quite a few times about the insurance side of it. We've got to comply. And without the compliance, we literally can't function. So we have to make sure that we've got all the cogs in the right place, all the wheels connected to the right parts so that when it does start to turn around, we won't suddenly find there's a little piece here that we forgot where it went and didn't put it in. And that turns out to be the very thing that holds everything together. It's that little peg at the very end and it just goes boing like a big spring. So the, the key thing is that we are definitely building a strong foundation that will allow us to make sure that the academy that we're building will, will actually function really well. And we're, we're sorting out all those little... It's all the little, you know, as they say, it's the devil in the detail. It's the little details that we're trying to find out. And they may seem insignificant, very, really small, but it's those insignificant little elements that could be the downfall. And that's what we're trying to make sure that we we actually cover. So in many cases, it's actually good that it seems as though we're taking a long time to do what we're doing because we're going to be around for a long time. Now, I, I'm going, I love imagery, as you know, and I love devils. I'm taking the devil that was in the detail, and I'm going, <laughs> because there's lots and lots of details, but it sounds like there's lots and lots of devils. And the R, it's, the, it's not that they're the evil. We're back to Aries again. Exactly. I'm going, <laughs> devil. It's the devil is in the detail, and the detail is king and, and all empowering. It's the detail is the foundation that we're building on. And therefore, the, the words I saw in another article again, lately and again from business colleagues they use the language of it's the same language of compliance risk and governance and so so the compliance is businesses need to comply it's not that the businesses need to comply it's i think the darlick said it i think it was stavros or davros stavros is a place to davros yeah yeah davros is is it stavros now you're sure it's that it could be stavros see davros is where all those i think it's davros exactly no there's which well one or the other one bunch is somewhere in the swiss alps that all the global economic leaders go to for a bit of skiing and planning world domination and, and and the future of the planet and that might be uh davros 
I think, is it? Savros. No, it's, it is Davros. Davros, D-A-V-R-O-S, is actually the, uh, the wor- fictional character. From, right. From well, then Stavros. I don't know which one. Right. Maybe the other words Davros. make up words, Stavros. We'll go with yeah. Davros. Davros is the king of the Daleks. He's a leader of the Daleks. And, and, and you must comply. You, we've done that before. You must comply. The Daleks are robots, and the robots are taking over the world. And what the robots are saying is, you must comply. And for them to be able to make order, then everyone which has free will must comply. Because if they have the free will, they're not going to be able to keep the order. But at the same time, we're back to the devil in the detail. I I went off on a little one there for a second. The detail is the devil. It's the evil to most people. It's the bit they don't want to do because there's no... Even though it's the creation of all the value, it's the pain that we have to all put up with. I don't want to do paperwork. George doesn't want to do paperwork. We don't want to have Health and Safety Statement 107 and ISO 9000, Standard 9004, or whatever that one is. I think it might be Health and Safety also. And if it's not, it doesn't matter. But what it is, is it's a stamp of recognition, of compliance, of certification, of standardization, of process and procedure and control and validation. And what it is is you if you get your little sticky star other people can rely on the fact that there's this rigor here of compliance of order of process that is signed off in terms of a quality something so we our whole language of we want our certification for our courses we want them to be qqi certified which means it's got this high standard world recognized we want that we're in we're in conversations with the the enterprise islands of the world the business side of the planet and and we we have a good chance of being a hbsu and the language of hbsu Again, it's a, it's a little acronym, High Potential Startup. What does that even mean? We does, the, what the minimum of it is that it means, and we touched on it in one of our last shows, is you comply to the process, and if someone invests in you, they get a tax break because you've gone through the process of the government and the tax office as to you meet the criteria. Therefore, sticker number two, you comply. And, and so the governance piece is... All the trails and things for taxes and all the rest of it. Are you tax clear? Tax clearance means you're keeping your bookkeeping and accounts in the right format, putting it at the right time, paying all your taxes for your value-add tax for your sales of goods and and, and your employer's tax for for your employees. You're you're above board. You're not hoarding the tax man's money. Dragon's Den 101, Shark Tech 101. If they hear for one second you're financing your business with the tax man's money, you're frog-marched out the door. And therefore, the devil is in the detail. And the detail is, cross your I's, dot the T's, get your documentation, get it signed off, have it audited on a regular basis, and tell you what, now you're very good. You're an angel. We can do business with you. That's, the devil is gone. And there was the Enterprise back in again with Star Trek. And of course, they fought against the Borg, where resistance was futile. <laughs> and the Borg were another set of androids that basically assimilated all of mankind as far as they possibly could, so that they had to comply with what they were being said <laughs> to do. And I agree, and I think that's George. The, key thing. the gassing is you've just said the revenue commissioners or the tax office are the Borg. There is Ooh. no escaping <laughs> in business. You are not in business unless your Starship Enterprise complies with the Revenue Commissioner Borg. 
that's the only way forward. You get your certificate and of compliance, your tax clear, you're good to go, go off on your journey. But we're watching yeah. every day of the week. And what what what, the, what it actually means is be organized. Be org. Borg. Be organized. That's what they're saying. If you're not organized, then you're you're not compliant. And uh they said resistance is futile. So be organized, Borg. It's a good 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 thing to well, remember. Definitely, and that's there what you go. To we're gonna use that in the promos, definitely. Be organized is the board. You gotta be a you gotta be a machine. Borg. The gas thing is gotta be a machine. machine. And we're and we're back to the AI and the plugged in half hybrid human beings that we are. For us to comply, we've got to take away the free will and go half Borg hybrid in order to be able to fulfill these tasks of everyday meaningless. Otherwise, we'd all be running naked and free out there like you know, yeah. like you know, running up and down the hills. <laughs> Well, it's, it's actually quite funny because when you start to look at things, if if you don't have that organisation, if you don't have those structures, and quite often little templates, people do go running off and doing, and you end up with chaos. So there, there comes an interesting, you know, because to be organised to communicate with everybody within your organisation, you need to have some kind of structure, some kind of framework, and if people go outside of that, then the links of communication break down, and you never get anything done. So there's there's an interesting sort of little. So we're uh, very lucky that we're actually saying the whole thing. Oh, it's the business lessons from the Daleks and the Borg you know that's what this yeah. is about this episode is brought to you by the Daleks <laughs> and the Borg and how to be how to basically comply to your tax requirements for your business enterprise <laughs> and don't be stubborn like the like the ox <laughs> remember the ox no in the old days used to be the engine to plow the fields to plow the the, the straight lines to make sure you get things organized right so you can actually grow the food that you actually needed. So there we are. We actually covered the ox, which is this year for the Chinese, which happens to be the moon, which connected us to the Germans going to the moon, then going back to the South Pole to find out whether there are reptiles inside the place or something like that. It eventually led us into the likes of how you need to be organized. And we became a Borg because we then started thinking about the AI and all the Daleks and Davros and all that kind of crazy stuff. Because basically, he just wanted to control mankind. And then we realized that basically Davros is really the tax man who is just trying to make sure that he controls mankind. <laughs> and without compliance, he says, there's no resistance. You have to comply to everything we're actually doing. So that's where we are at the moment. We've come to the end of this well-organized, well-structured show, which of course is absolutely perfect, he says, grinning. <laughs> there's a few problems in there, I'm sure. <laughs> Got a few coughs to cut out at some point. <laughs> but we found that we've come to the end. And uh, yeah, there's a, there's, there'll be a lot of little gems that we can throw in there in our little organization to farm out to our interns to actually make sure they cut them into, into the little segments that we need and follow those templates. And by the time you get to watch this, it'll probably be me doing it again. <laughs> but there you go. Hope you've enjoyed this show. Thanks very much. And we look forward to seeing you next week. Now, and the lessons learned today from the Borg and Daleks is... It's, well, resistance is futile. You must comply. We'll see you soon. Be Take organized. Be, get your tax clearance. That's the only way to do it. All the best. Bye. Hope you enjoyed this video. Please subscribe and click on the bell for notifications. <laughs>